Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. You've probably heard the old adage, go big or go home. But what if you went bigger? What's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well, my friends. Very excited for today's episode with one of my great friends, Carl Sona. Um, this conversation is one that I really enjoyed having because Carl and I have a very similar mindset. We actually met through a mutual friend um, and we've become great pals. And the thing that I want you to think about here as you listen to today's episode is, are you surrounding yourself with the right people? Are you putting yourselves in the right rooms? And, and most importantly, are you moving towards big dreams? So often our dreams are undershadowed or overshadowed, whichever word you want to use there, um, by our limiting beliefs, by what we've been taught, by what we've been accessing over the course of our life. And I've come to find, and I hope that you will discover this for yourself as well, that the truth of capability and possibility in our life is really dictated by the choices and decisions we make to surround ourselves, not only by amazing people, many of whom who should be doing more and better than you, but also by the information that we're putting into our mind, into our, our brain, into our ears, into our eyes. And I think one of the things that's really incredible 
about Carl's journey is looking at the impact that one can have when you're willing to take that hard look at yourself and recognize that things like wealth and fame and fortune are not going to be what fulfill you, but instead being of service, being of commitment to your community, and most importantly to yourself are the things that you're going to need to do in order to find success in your life. And so with that said, I'm, I'm really excited about this episode with a great friend. This one meant a lot to me. Um, before we jump in, of course, just a reminder, we're doing live coaching over on the Discord. If you go over to thinkunbroken.com slash Discord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D, thinkunbroken.com slash Discord, you'll be able to join the free coaching group. Um, and that's where we're hanging out as a community, as the Unbroken Nation. So if you have not done that, please do that. It means the world to us. And so without further ado, my friends. Let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Welcome to the Think Unbroken podcast. I'm your host, Michael Unbroken, and this podcast is about helping trauma survivors let go of the past, overcome their fear, discover their identity, become the hero of their own story, and ultimately to be unbroken. Our goal in company is to bring on guests and experts in the fields of mental, physical, and psychological health to help you overcome the past, to take back your power. And in this podcast, we are unedited and unfiltered, and we're going to give it to you real so that you can start to create massive change in your life. If you're curious about learning more outside the podcast, you can get a free copy of my book, Think Unbroken, at book dot thinkunbroken.com. That's book.thinkunbroken.com where you can get a copy of my number one best-selling book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. The most important thing that you can ever do, my friends, is show up for yourself and that's where you are today. And I appreciate you. I have massive gratitude for you. And without further ado, let's get into the show. We'll be right back to the show. But before we do, I'm going to take a moment and tell you about my new book, Unbroken Man, a man's guide to being the hero of their own story. I sat down a few months ago and realized that there are so many men in the world that need guidance, that need support, that need to learn about trauma, removing themselves from toxic masculinity, breaking down the barriers to vulnerability, getting unstuck, and ultimately learning the tools to become the hero of their own story. Unbroken Man is available for pre-order right now if you go to men.thinkunbroken.com where you'll also get access to over $1,000 in bonuses, including the six-week in-depth trauma healing coaching app, which you'll get instant access to. I created Unbroken Man to be accessible to everyone around the world, but it is written for men from the guise of a man, and I hope that you will find it to be a practical tool on your healing journey in the same way that thousands of men around the world have. So check out men.thinkunbroken.com thinkunbroken.com to pre-order. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. Very excited to be back with you with another episode with my guest and friend, Carl Sona, who is a synergist between minority-owned businesses and corporations and the host of Dear Black CEO Podcast. Carl, my man, what is going on? What is happening in your world? What, what is up, Michael and Unbroken Nation? It is amazing to be here, man. Just feeling blessed and privileged to see another beautiful day here, man, in sunny Colorado. Dude, same. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, before we jump into the show, can you tell a little bit about how you got to where you are today? Yeah, no, thank you for the uh, for the question, man. So, I mean, I got to give it back, you know, to my parents, man. Huge shout out to Jerry and Martina Sona. They literally are my heroes. And I say that because my parents are immigrants of this country. Um, they came here 
in the late 80s, you know, not being that much younger than myself right now, really with not much to their name, no guidance, really no roadmap, right, on how to navigate a foreign land. And it's a huge, it's a huge accomplishment, man, because considering where we come from, where they come from, not many, not many people make it out, right? A lot of people are just sort of born into sort of a current status in life, and that's where they're at, you know, for the duration of life. But parents were able to make it here, man. Shortly after landing in the late 80s, they had me. And I was really riding shotgun for a lot of their early and initial experiences trying to figure out how to create a living and how to ultimately create a legacy uh, for, for their family, you know, which was really, really challenging, man, because I saw, you know, them at their worst. I saw them at their best and I was really exposed to a ton. But what it taught me from a very early age is that the opportunities are endless and we really all have to put ourselves in a position to capitalize on them, which is what drives me so much to do a lot of the things that I'm doing right now. I mean, I remember one time when I was about six or seven years old, Michael, and this is really a transformational pivot in my life where I heard my parents, you know, talking in the other room to some relatives back home and they were talking loud because these are in the days of, you know, international pay phone cards where there's just a lot of static and things aren't really coming across clearly. And they're essentially saying that they didn't have enough money to send for one of my cousin's tuition fees um, for that upcoming semester. I'm sitting on the edge of my bed. It's about 830 at night before I'm getting ready for my prayers and I'm hearing this and I'm looking at my clothes that are laid up for school tomorrow. And I'm thinking to myself, how is it that I'm in this blessed and fortunate position, yet one of my relatives that's literally my age is not? And that right there, man, just really ransacked me with a tremendous amount of guilt. And I made a pledge to myself that I would do everything that I could in my power to capitalize on the opportunities of being here so that my cup would runneth over so much that it could ultimately run into others, right? And provide for others. And so that has really carried me to a lot of what I'm doing today, man, because about four or five years ago, I was in a place in my corporate career where I was really being gluttonous, man. I was doing all the things that society sells you as success. You know, I had the, the beautiful penthouse in the sky. I, my neighbors were some of the top professional athletes in town. I'm running around with all these guys and girls just trying to flex. And one Saturday, just like this, I had a moment where I was sat on my couch and I was looking out into the distance because I had these beautiful 360 views. And I was like, what the hell are you doing with your life, man? You know, here you are, you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. You're pissing it all away, trying to act as if. And I was brought back to that moment in my room as a young child where I had made that commitment. And that was really a key driver to just take an honest and open look at myself and to think about how I could get more into alignment in terms of my life going forward with that promise. So that's what really changed the game, man. And fast forward, I moved to Denver and, you know, I've been able to uh, get out of corporate America and, and really put foot to path on this mission of helping underrepresented businesses, you know, get access to opportunities and contacts that help them scale, uh, you know, to do great things within their communities. So that's kind of the skinny, man. But, you know, I'm just a guy that's really looking to answer the assignment and the call as to why I'm here, right? And to live with intention and purpose. 
I love that. And, and I relate to that so much because I look at my life now and it's very much in the same guise mm -hmm. where I think to myself every day, I'm just trying to live my purpose and fulfill the obligation. Honestly, dude, that I made to myself. And, and yeah. I think the, the flex is dangerous. And I actually want to go back to that for a minute because mm -hmm. when, when I was young, I was in corporate, I, I did really well. And to have come from nothing and to be doing well was kind of like, oh, I guess I'll have the nicest car, the nicest clothes, you know, everything. And I came to realize like, that's just not it. What about, like, I want to go a little bit deeper into that because I think people misalign success and, and they think it's attributed to money, into possessions, into, you know, chalks on the bedpost. And it's like, that's just not the thing. What was really happening in that moment for you that, that kind of brought you back down to zero? Was it, what I want to get to here is what was it like thinking about letting yourself down? Was it recognizing you weren't holding your truth? Like go a little bit more into depth about why the flex actually wasn't bringing you success in your life. Yeah. Great question, man. So yeah, it really goes back to this idea of, you know, letting myself down and, and letting the people that ultimately helped me get to this position down. And so let me drill in on this, right? My dad, <clears throat> Coming up, man, never had stable employment, you know, was always in and out of different opportunities, kind of hustling, right, to really give us a leg up. And I remember when I got to high school, he literally would give me $7,000 checks to go pay my tuition. So out of all my siblings, I am the only one that for whatever reason, my parents decided they would send to a private Jesuit high school. My parents did that because they obviously saw something in me. And they wanted to make that investment in me to help me, you know, ultimately improve my future and, and to help me be the best that I could be. And so when I got to that stage of corporate around, you know, being 26 or 27 years old and I'm making five, 600K a year, but none of that is really being utilized, right, to help my parents with their retirement or to help my siblings with, you know, their, um, with their schoolwork. I'm like, man, I'm really just living for myself. And that's the issue with the flex, man. The flex for me was just keeping up with the Joneses. And when you're keeping up with the Joneses and you're using all of your disposable income, right, to create this lifestyle that helps you bullshit people into what, you know, you want them to believe about you, you end up really neglecting the things that matter most. And I saw where that trajectory was going, man. I, I saw that. I had to go make more money in order to continue to, you know, carry about the lifestyle. And I was like, dude, if I don't change something up here very quickly, I'm not going to be in a position to help the people that I care about most. Because mind you, bro, my parents are still struggling, right? I mean, like they're doing all right, comparatively speaking to where they were coming to America. But like they're still hustling, getting older. Like I'm watching them still stress about money. And I'm like, well, I'm making all of this, but I don't really have that much left over to actually help alleviate your pains, what does that do to me knowing that, you know what I'm saying, you guys pushed your ceiling in order to help me establish a floor that could catapult me to new levels and I'm not finding a way, right, to pay that forward to you guys. And, and so that, that was a huge, I guess you could say, misalignment just in terms of how I felt internally, but how I was living externally. And I had to look at myself in the mirror, like literally looked at myself in the mirror for like 20 minutes and had a conversation and was very uncomfortable um, you know, because who wants to look at their own shit, right? Who wants to acknowledge that they are out of integrity and out of alignment? But for me, 
that was really, you know, the defining moment that sort of parted the seas. And that gave me an opportunity to choose something different. So, you know, very, very just happy that I was willing to do that. Because I think that's the other challenge is, you know, a lot of people are just not willing to look at themselves. True. And and even if it's not the financial aspect of it, yeah. which, you know, I, I look at my life and I go, I've had, I've been, I've been rich, I've been poor, I've been everywhere <laughs> in between. You know, the, the financial aspect of it really isn't the catalyst. It's more about that. How do you feel about yourself? Yeah. And, and I think one of the biggest struggles is, and especially when, when we're young and, and even today is we're, we're trying to create our identity. We're trying to, to figure out who we are and seek purpose, right? And figure out what it is that we want, who we want to become. Yeah. And there is that part of it where I, I think, unfortunately, because life is an iterative process, you're just going to make huge and massive mistakes. But the willingness to not only acknowledge, but assess those mistakes, because Without doing that, you're not going to be able to confront the truth. You find yourself in this really weird position where you're basically in limbo. And and that's where I found myself in my 20s where I was like, I'm making all this money. I'm not taking care of my brothers who come from the same background as me. I'm not taking care of my community, my friends, myself. Yeah. And, and I just I, I had this moment of reflection, like much like you, looking in the mirror and coming to realize I'd been letting myself down. Yeah. And, and I think that's the most difficult thing that we have to acknowledge because in that is truth. And, yeah. and we can lie to ourselves as much as we want. But the moment you go and look in that mirror, like, you know what's up. You know the yeah. truth. And, like, for me, I knew it wasn't the Cadillacs. It wasn't the Jabot jeans. To- <laughs> like, those things weren't bringing me value. And, and what what I needed to do, which has done thus come to pass, is spending time with family, building relationships with friends, contributing to society, being charitable, and and ultimately raising myself. And people will go, well, you found your purpose. You guys are so lucky. But I'm like, I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think that there's been a lot of like faith in myself, in in God's spirit universe. I don't know what the hell you want to call it, but that has led me to this. And so I'm wondering here, talk to me about the the power of of faith and finding your purpose in this journey. Yeah, man, faith has been everything and more, man. It, it, it literally is the fuel that propels me every single and, and day. And faith for us too. Yeah. So I want to start with how I was introduced to faith. I was introduced to faith from a religious context and I'm not an overly religious person today. So my entire life, I've gone to Catholic school. That was just something that my parents prioritized. Education is the key. And, and that's what really introduced me to you know, believing in God and believing in, in the whole story of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, you know, both of which I still hold near and dear to my heart today. But the issue that I had with religion was that it felt overly, uh, I guess you could say, secular. And, and what I mean by that was, you know, we would go to church, we would listen to this priest, you know, that would sort of walk us through what it meant to be a godlike individual. And then you would find out that like the priest had some sort of crazy scandal going on. And it's like, man, dude, here you are, you know, preaching this stuff to us day in and day out. And we just found out that, you know, you've got kitty porn on your laptop or that you're actually having an affair with men, you know, <laughs> out of the uh, out, of, out of the church. So that really started to like make me question, you know, religion in general, not to mention going a bit further I would see how some of the most godlike people in the church would conduct themselves out of church. And I was like, I don't want to be like that. Like in church, you seem like the North star that I'm trying to aim for, but 
I see what you're doing outside of this, you know, that's disingenuous, right? And so that's kind of one of the things that made me spin away from religion. But I'll tell you what, man, when I was religious, I never had an intimate connection with God. You know, I, I never would really bring myself to him and and have deep conversations about what his plans were for my life and, and to ask him for, I would say, you know, the power and the courage required to go out and be who it is he intended me to be. And so when you ask me about, you know, the role that faith has specifically pay, played as of late, bro, man, I wouldn't be doing all the things that I'm doing right now if I didn't have the faith component. Because quite frankly, every single day when I wake up, the first thing that happens is I, I thank God for a new day. But the second thing that happens is all the problems, right? And all the challenges that, you know, um, you know, my, my, my physical being would sort of assimilate as challenges and hurdles that they immediately rush to me, right? And I start feeling fear and I start feeling just worry about whether or not I'm going to be enough to show up and to actually overcome those challenges. So my faith is really likened to, I would say, just a container, right, that I've got with God where I'm able to say, you know what, it's not on me to be this strong and powerful guy that I, I in previous life would lead myself on to believe. It's for me to actually surrender some of these things that I feel could be difficult or might be bigger than me and say, hey, you got that, right? Like, I'm supported. All I have to do is continue to respond to the call. All I have to do is continue to take one step forward to move towards some of the things that you've outlined for me, you know? And so it's this element of surrender. And as human beings, especially the, the way that I'm wired, you know, I'm kind of alpha, if you want to put a label on it, I, I, I tend to say there's nothing, right, that I can't go out and conquer. You know, I've always lived my life with this notion that I could bend reality into what it is I want to create. But at a certain point, man, and I think we've all seen this with the pandemic, you realize that you're not actually in control of everything, right? You realize that things are going to come up that are going to knock you out of balance. Things are going to come up that are going to challenge you from a mental wellness perspective or a holistic wellness perspective. And it's those opportunities that I see faith really being the catalyst to get the fuel that you need to continue to get over those, those speed bumps or those challenges. So it's really been about surrender and also realizing that at the end of the day, I'm not in control. I'm here to be a vessel for what God wants me to do. And that's what it's been for me, man. How, how much of that additionally is putting faith in yourself? <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, faith in myself, I'll describe it this way, right? So, the faith component is recognizing that I don't have to have all of the answers right now in order to move forward. I just have to have a clear channel and a clear understanding of what it is I need to do and trust that if I move forward, even though I may tell myself I don't have the resources or the know-how or the power, that it will figure itself out. And so the beautiful thing is, is that as you continue to really exercise that faith muscle, you're able to actually have historical evidence of all the times in the past where it's worked out. You know, and I, I think about like my former career in corporate America, you know, now I'm in the entrepreneurship space and I'm moving forward on some things that I've never quite frankly done before. But I think about where I got to in corporate, like I was the youngest person at the time in the organization that was, you know, literally the top sales rep. And stepping into that, I was scared. I doubted myself. There was one time where I literally considered the fact that I was only there because I was a quota, a diversity quota, 
right, for the company. I was like the only black person there. And I really struggled through that. But I used that as fuel to say, you know what, man, I'm going to demonstrate my value to this organization. I'm going to do everything that I can to level up the knowledge and the skill set so I can go produce. And that's what I did, right? So there's an element of faith uh, at that time in my life. Now, moving forward into this new phase of entrepreneurship, I'm able to look back at those days and say, hey, man, at one point you started from the bottom. You didn't have anything figured out. You didn't have you know, the security. You were very insecure and broken. But look what you were able to do. Why can't you do that again in this new lane, right? And so to answer your question, I, I think that it's a confidence builder if you're willing to respond to the call and if you're willing to remind yourself of times in the past where it's worked out for you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I leverage that all the time because, you know, I'm always doing something new. I'm in a new room. I'm trying new yeah. things. I'm building a new vertical in the business. I'm coaching in a new way. I'm writing a new book. Like, you know, there's always the next thing. And, and yeah. you know, I've come to realize that often the places that I have gotten stuck along this journey have been in which I've thought too small, mm-hmm. where I've been like, oh man, I don't know. You know, that seems awful big. And and the more that I go big, right, it's like the world starts to bend itself yeah. to me as opposed to the other way around. And and in that, I think there's so much confidence that I've built in not only loving myself, but discovering who I am through the willingness to, for lack of a better term, suffer through the discovery. Mm-hmm. And And in that discovery, like thinking about this idea, like if I can go huge right mm-hmm. if i can go do things bigger than i've ever done before then then the whole way up is just this learning experience and i mm-hmm. i always tell people my goals are 37 years away mm-hmm. and in five years they'll be 37 years away it's like this mind trick i play with myself mm-hmm. one time i was listening to you know a mutual mentor of ours grant cardone and he goes you know everybody always says go big or go bigger and i was like oh my god that's such a great point because why would you stop yeah why would you stop why would you limit yourself and so what i want to know here is like when you have this ability to think huge when thinking is free right yeah yeah talk to me about that like like talk to me about like, yeah because there's a transition here for you where your mindset had shifted and right. i want to hold on to this because this was an experience that i had as well that changed everything We'll be right back to this episode of the Think Unbroken podcast in just a moment, but I wanted to invite you to come and join the Think Unbroken Discord community. If you don't know about Discord, it's being built on Web3, which is a platform that we as the users get to own. So no more Instagram or Facebook or algorithms getting in the way of you seeing and and being a part of content. In the Discord channel, we're going to grow this to hundreds of thousands of community members, hopefully over time, but today it's small, it's close, it's intimate, where you'll be able to get access to live coaching with me, where you'll have chat with the Unbroken Nation community, where you can talk about a range of topics, anywhere from thinking about habits and growth mindset, goals, trauma, recovery, dating, relationships, career, accountability, business, meditation, feedback, and more. And so all you have to do is go to thinkunbroken.com slash discord. That's thinkunbroken.com slash discord. That's D-I-S-C-O-R-D to join the Unbroken Nation community. Yeah, no, I'm, I like where we're going with this because I came across a quote once and it literally mirrored what you just said. And that is thinking is free, right? So why not think big? 
think about anything that has been positioned as free to us as consumers, right? <laughs> free and unlimited. Why wouldn't you like do your best to grab armfuls of whatever that product is, right? <laughs> in order to be a, a, a glutton and, and in order to leverage the fact that it's free. So when you apply that same perspective to this idea of thinking and more importantly, imagination, the sky's the limit, man. And for me, where I really started to have that shift was getting into new rooms for so long. You know, I mentioned the time in Nashville where I was just with the, the you know, the flexors and all they were doing were thinking about what they're going to wear, you know, for next weekend's event. Right. Like that's literally like as far as like their thoughts and their creativity went, uh, even being in the corporate space, you know, so much of the talk and so much of the focus there is just getting to next month's numbers. But for me, when I had that moment in the penthouse, and I said, all right, I am greater than, you know, the title or the roles and responsibilities of my job. Let me figure out how I, how I, I, I see myself leaving a positive impact on this world. I started going to conferences. I started going to seminars because I started coming across other people who were like-minded and had also had, you know, a similar wake-up call, if you will. When you start hearing about what people have been through right before you. And you start finding that there are elements of their story that awaken something within you. Like Tim's story says, man, it creates a glimpse that, you know, however tiny, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And, and, and you know, you mentioned Grant Cardone. I remember going to 10X in 2017 by myself, very nervous, very scared because, you know, the energy of those conferences, man, people feel and appear bigger than life. And it's almost like some of these folks are literally floating, man, because they've just mastered themselves and they understand their craft and, and what their craft offers to people on a greater scale. I was hooked and I saw, I saw what was possible. And, and, and that's what really shifted things for me, man. I mean, all of us have an opportunity to be great, but so many of us are pigeonholed by our environments and, and our limited, you know, our limited mindsets and our limited ways of thinking. So I always encourage people, you know, to reach for the next rung, you know, to find somebody that they aspire to be like. And typically the way that I've been able to find folks that I aspire to be like is something that I see within them that ignites me. I, 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 always, I always say inspiration is really just, you know, a mirror looking right back at you. If I'm able to see you, Michael, and I'm able to see what you're doing with your platform and how you're encouraging people and that awakes something within me, well, that to me is an indicator that I have something similar within me that I can also unlock and tap into, you know, to be that for other people. So I can't stress, man, just the importance of, of getting into new rooms uh, and, and having, you know, the temperature of those rooms almost sort of force you and give you a, a swift kick in the ass, Right to claim your own greatness because it's out there for all of us. I, I, I appreciate that so much because as I'm sitting here reflecting, I think to myself, you know, had I not put myself in those rooms, we would not be having this conversation. Right. right now. And in the beginning it was scary, you know, because they'd be like, it's four ninety seven to go. And I'm like, $400. What the yeah. fuck are you talking about, man? Right. I don't have $4. And <laughs> the very first conference I ever went to, I put it on credit card. And Dude, I same. Like, I was like, I got to do something here that feels different. Mm -hmm. I've got to be willing to take the risk. And I, I think that's the thing that being in those rooms, I have learned the most about myself is understanding like if someone has done it, it yeah. can be done. 
And that's the thing that I think so many people, myself included, miss out on growing up, especially in America. Like this might be the, the, the land of the free and the home of the brave and the home of capitalism and wealth and possibility. But most of us don't see that. Most right. of us don't witness and bear witness to it. And especially where I came from, and I know so many of the Unbroken Nation where we're like, I was never exposed to this thing called money, wealth, mm -hmm. success, happiness, community, friendship, companionship, growth, and, and forcing, like, dude, I will never forget the first time I went to a personal development conference, I was so fucking uncomfortable. Oh my because God. I, the only thing I was thinking to myself was like, fuck these people. <laughs> I, because I, I didn't get it, right? But I, right. I forced myself into that room because I thought to myself, well, they must know something I don't know. Because when I was walking through that damn parking lot, there were Lamborghinis and G-Wagons. And, you know, it's not about that because anybody can make money to afford that. But it was about just bearing witness to it. And then being in the room and being around these incredible people who are impacting the world, changing the world. And me having this moment of reflection and thinking like, what am I actually doing here? Yeah. What am I actually doing with this time? And, and I hope and I encourage people who are listening right now to join a conference, join a group, get a coach, be a part of something that you're uncomfortable in because that's where you're going to grow. And I also think like you build diverse relationships in that. Yeah. What, what kind of relationships have you built over the years through your willingness to, to think bigger? Oh, my God. I mean, one of the things that I'm most proud about is the fact that every single day I get to build this incredible company that we call Streamline Podcasts with three other co-founders and, and, and very dear friends of mine. And that came about as a result of really moving on this personal development journey, right? So I discovered the podcast platform in my corporate career. You know, being a sales rep, there's a lot of windshield time. And one day I was like, all right, there's only so much rap music there's only so much of this future mixtape i can continue to listen to like let me let me try to you know expound upon um you know the possibilities out there to try to get some knowledge right while i'm i'm, I'm driving all over the country and so i discovered podcasts and i was consuming and consuming and consuming and you know i learned about what success really means and and you know i define success based upon how many people you can serve and coincidentally, man, I, I became recognized within the organization at that time as somebody that, you know, was doing well. And I was given opportunities to train, you know, some of my colleagues and counterparts in sales because I was just consuming all this information. And so I got to a place one day where I was like, man, I can only do so many of these one-on-one -on -one calls. Why not launch a podcast and start to put some of this information out there just to make it more readily available and accessible? The problem was I didn't really know how to do my own podcast. So what I did was is I went and found a coach who had a mastermind and brought people together that also aspired to learn how to podcast, uh, you know, in order to learn some of these intangibles, right, that would probably just take me exponentially that much more time. And so, boom, dropped into a new room. You know, I'm feeling the discomfort. I'm feeling the imposter syndrome, all the things that you just talked about. But I'm sticking with it because I see I see this vision of what a greater version of Carl Sona could be. And in just being myself, right, and staying plugged in, I met a couple of people that I just really hit it off with, man, that were also trying to figure it out. And we started to support each other. We started having more and more conversations. You know, this goes back to my previous point of changing your circle, getting into some new rooms of folks that are also wired the same way that you are. 
Because what happens is, is momentum starts to really uh, sort of um, accelerate, right? And, and we started to figure out, oh, wow, like we're having some similar type challenges around launching podcasts. We're having similar challenges around actually getting them produced and edited uh, you know, in a quality manner. I wonder if there's something we can do together, right, to create a solution that helps other people like ourselves. And that's where Streamlined Media was birthed. And I always tell my partners, you know, that if we all weren't willing to put ourselves out there, um, you know, in terms of finding other people that were interested in the things that we were, we wouldn't be able to serve all of the incredible creators and business owners that we now do today. I mean, here's a more practical example, Michael. You and I were introduced through our mutual friend, Jerome Myers, right? Shout out to him. I met Jerome because he was a client referred to us, right, for back-end post-production work of, of his podcast. And so, again, if I didn't take this leap of faith for myself to try to figure this thing out, the company would have never been formed because I wouldn't have ever met my partners I wouldn't have ever met Jerome, who's now become literally one of my best friends. He's literally standing up in my wedding, right? And I wouldn't have been introduced to you and all the other incredible people that are now part of my network. So I tell that story because it's all about one domino, right, that sets off this chain effect. We all know the domino effect sort of analogy, but you don't ever get to see how the chain creates real significant value that sets you up if you're not willing to lean into the fear or lean into, you know, what it is you need to do to position yourself for something different. And it goes back to that conversation that I had with myself in the mirror in Nashville. So that's just one quick example. You know, I could talk your ear off, but yeah, I hope that illustrates it. Yeah. And, and I think in real time too, you don't realize it's happening. Right? No, you in don't. Time, you're kind of like, all right, well, you know, whatever, right. Your brain's all over the place. And then you slowly start to notice, like, wait a second, there's there's synchronicity here, there's yeah. parallel here, there there's something, and then lo and behold, like you know, if I reverse engineer this moment, you know, I go all the way back to ten years ago and being like, who do I want to be? What am I willing to do to have the life that I want to have? Coming to the conclusion of no excuses, just results, mm-hmm. and then paying the price. Yeah. Like, you know, it's funny because I, I used to, I haven't said this on the, on the show in a very long time. I used to call like the things that I had to do paying the taxes. I'd be like, I got to pay the taxes because here's this thing that I want, mm-hmm. but there's a fee. There's a price of entry. There's time, effort, energy, money, yeah. probably all four. You've got to show up. You've got to put in the work, but you've got to be willing to pay the tax. Like it's not going to be easy. It's going to take longer than you think it's going to take. And and you're going to learn a lot about yourself in that process because like realistically, and I don't know if this holds true for you or not, but I, I've always walked into situations thinking I know who I am and walked out of them being like, damn, I'm reflecting on really amazing people, scenarios, situations that make me question, like, what am I really doing? Even today, I'm like, am I, am I going hard enough? Am I trying hard enough? Am I learning enough? Am I creating enough? Am I taking care of myself enough? Like the whole thing. And I, I think that's kind of the, the most interesting part about this journey is, you know, you should always be asking yourself hard questions. And so I'm curious, what, what kind of hard questions are you asking yourself? How are you setting yourself up for success in your life? Yeah, no, I mean, I think what you just said there really speaks to awareness. You know, so many of us walk around for the most part largely unaware or unconscious of of who we are, um, you know, 
relative to who we could be and and what our lives really mean. Um, you know, and so for me, dude, during the pandemic, when it first popped off 2020, the difficult conversations I, were having, I was having with myself was if I was willing to, you know, give up this superficial level of success that I had attained um, in the medical device world. You know, the company I was with was pending a sale, which was a great thing. That was always our goal, but it left me sort of at this proverbial fork in the road where I was like, all right, Carl, you've been doing this corporate thing and you've been going to the seminars and building the podcast business, you know, one foot in, but kind of one foot out. Like, what do you really want to do here? Do you want to continue to be this guy that's sort of half in, half out, right? Or are you actually willing to place a bet on yourself and jump both feet in in order to really see what life has in store for you up ahead? And it was really challenging, man, because, you know, so many people get to a place where they're like, ah, man, if I could just make this amount of money or if I could just get that next promotion, like it's all going to be great, right? And they fail to realize that that next level can actually be the thing that traps you into a life of mediocrity, right? And and while things were going so well for me, I didn't want to find myself on the back end of life. You know, and again, I have no idea how long I'm going to be here, but I didn't want to find myself at some point in the future wondering what could have been. So I had to really ask myself some difficult questions around what I need to do in order to I guess, allow that old version of myself, right, to die and, and, and in order to actually move forward uh, with a new sort of awareness that really keeps me available to the things that are out there waiting. And I tell you, man, it's been, it's been a challenging process, man, because in order for there to be a rebirth, in order for there to be a birth, there, there needs to be sort of like a, a death of self, right? And, and I've really been challenged. I've really, you know, been frustrated <laughs> trying to navigate sort of this new space and this new season that I'm moving into in order to, you know, allow myself to grow and evolve into all that I can be. But it's been so worthwhile, man. It's been so worthwhile on, on so many different levels. And I think the thing that keeps me going is the progress. So every single day to quantify some of the shifts that I'm making, I have five things, five doable but also challenging things that I need to knock off in order to win the day, for lack of a better term. And what I've been again to notice is that as I take action on these things and as I get them down, you know, these are very sort of distilled tasks that help me achieve my bigger goal that I start to see huge things happen. I start to see doors start to open up. And it's kind of become this sort of gamification system that now gives me, I guess, a little pleasure center that I'm able to tap into um, that says, you know what, Carl, you're on the right path. Like you are making a meaningful stride towards some of these bigger goals. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's not a simple or straightforward process, but I think the thing that I want to leave with the audience is if you do feel like you're not really leveraging, you know, all of what you can do, start small, start simple and figure out how you start to get more comfortable with just doing small, uncomfortable things. And lo and behold, new opportunities start to really provide themselves, you know, to you. They start to show up in your life and you start to go, oh, wow, like 
that's what happened for, you know, Grant Cardone. Like that's what began to happen for whoever it is that you aspire to be. And again, like they always say, success leaves clues, right? As you become more aware of that, you start to actually see how your life is changing for the better right in front of you. So that's been a nice little hack that's really helped me with that process. Yeah, that that's so true. And there's the the leap of faith, if you will, in entrepreneurship is is one that I think applies to everything. Mm-hmm. And and you've got to be willing to go all in on yourself. You've got to be willing to bet on yourself. I love that you use that terminology. The the one thing that I've noticed to hold true about the people that I have been mentored by, the people that I look up to by uh, many, many of the people who have been on this show is the willingness to go all in on themselves, yeah. to bet on themselves. You know, so many people fear worst case and I'm like, well, really worst case is death. Anything shy of that, there's always a way to turn it around. There's yeah. always a way to go into what's next. And, and yeah, it's scary. And people will say, well, I don't have enough money saved or I don't have all this or all that. And I'm like, you got to commit. You've mm-hmm. got to be willing to commit to your life. You have to be willing to set yourself up for success because look, you're, you're going to fail along the way. It's like John Maxwell wrote the book failing forward, which is probably my favorite leadership book of all time. And, and you've got to be willing to fail forward, meaning learning lessons, learning to iterate, learning, Hey, guess what? I made a mistake. Great. Now I have data to not do that again. That's the same thing I teach my clients when I'm coaching them about recovering from trauma or healing or relationships or money or whatever it is, because ultimately that's what it is. It's, it's a course of lessons yeah. learned every single day, day in and day out that leads you to where you want to be. Yeah. And, and going back to the analogy that you spoke about earlier in terms of paying your tax, you know, I'd encourage people listening to think about what, what's a greater tax, you know, the tax of finding yourself at the end of life, right? And being able to, I guess, have some sort of perspective on what it could have been, but realizing that you just didn't ever take that chance or bet on yourself or the tax of playing, you know, playing it safe. Right. And, 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 and getting the, the cush secure job, you know, that, that pays you every week on the week or whatever the case may be. Right. And it's playing small, right. In, in order to sort of just get, get by in order just to have that security. So it's, it's all a perspective shift, right. It's all a perspective shift. And I just think that, there's so much upside and the better years are up ahead. So it's really just down to how you look at it, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, and, and it's all scary. I mean, getting in your car is scary. Eating dinner yeah. is scary. Walk, taking a walk, you could die doing all of these things. <laughs> so I'm like, you might as well die on your terms. Uh, Carl, my friend, this has been an amazing conversation. Before I ask you my last question, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, man. So carlsona.com is the website. That's Carl with the K, uh, K-A-R-L-S-O-N-A.com. And then you can find us on all the different social platforms. But we just revamped that, and that's a great way to stay connected. Amazing. And, of course, we'll put the links in the show notes for the Unbroken Nation. Carl, my friend, my last question for you, what does it mean to you? to be unbroken wow to be unbroken is to respond to the call that you really feel is compelling you right in in life and and to have complete confidence and peace of mind that as you begin to take those steps to figure out who it is you're really meant to be that even if you fall on your face which in the beginning you might right but again that's that process of failing forward that you will be able to get up again and learn something that actually serves you and helps you get closer to that ideal objective state. 
You know, so many of us feel as though that first fall is going to be the end of us, as you just mentioned, Michael. But being unbroken is recognizing that we are all nimble and we're all elastic, flexible beings that are able to wake up again, get back to path and ultimately achieve and realize self-mastery, you know, and who it is we're supposed to be. Brilliantly said, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think. Please do me a favor and review rate and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that Unbroken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like, comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll be right back, but I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about the Think Unbroken six-week trauma healing coaching program. If you go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com, you can sign up for the six-week daily Think Unbroken Trauma Healing Coaching Program. In this program, we're going to go over the six principles of healing trauma, adaptation, understanding the impacts of trauma, how to become the hero of your own story, what to do next, and ultimately what it means to be unbroken. For more information about this six-week coaching program, which you can download as an app on your phone and take with you everywhere, no matter where you are in the world, it's interactive. It's built about giving you practical tools that you can use in real time. And if you're ready for what's next in your life, go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Again, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.